Hello, and welcome to Stages with Ola Jackson. This is the podcast for the woman who asks, what about me? As we help women to evolve into a new journey of coming or becoming or just coming of age for that midlife woman, especially the women of color, we have various issues that we want to discuss that not too many other podcasts do. And that's we're a target audience that we seem invisible sometimes and our issues kind of get pushed aside. But one thing that we talk about more and more as I've experienced it and so many of my friends have experienced it as well, and that's caregiving. And we kind of brush it aside because I don't think we want to think about what are the responsibilities, but what happens is it can happen to you out of nowhere and you're not prepared and your family's not prepared. And it can be very stressful if a situation happens and you just don't know what to do. And so we're talking about getting organized and planning for that situation. We have Janet Taylor, who is the president of Totally Organized. She's a blogger and author of 10 Steps to Getting Totally Organized. She is an award-winning organizing expert a speaker, a blogger, and she has been on several television shows, including Rachel Ray. Janet, I finally got you on my side. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing wonderful, Ola. I was like, who is she introducing? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, girl. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about, because this is so badly needed, since you are an organizer, kind of helping us to pre-plan for a situation that both you and I have been in when we're caregiving for a loved one and really, I, for me, unexpected and didn't know what to do. So I, wanna, I want you to, to share your experience as a caregiver and tell us how did you get things together and make it kind of less stressful to, to deal with. Well, it came to me like so many people, unexpected. Right. I was on my way out the door for a speaking engagement when I saw my mother grabbing for the wall and who knew that weeks later she was gonna be in the hospital and I had to make the decision that, okay, I'm the only child, so I gotta take care of her because you know, in my mind, nobody else could take care of mom like I could. Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's how it really happened for me. It just came, it was unexpected. And I think my organizing skills just kind of just kicked in mm -hmm. and all the stuff. But even throughout, there were things that, you know, I had to perfect. I, I had to, um, you know, I even think about organizing just all her paperwork because that was overwhelming to me. All of the things from the medication and the diagnosis and the discharge papers and all the stuff that I needed to have for her in the home, it could get really, really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the scary part that if, you know, if I had a room full of women and I were to say to them, how many of you, of you are prepared if a loved one happened to need you to care for them, especially a parent, would you and your family know what to do? Do you have things in place? I'm going to comfortably assume that the majority of people like myself would say, I don't have a plan to be a caregiver. Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. You don't have a plan and then it's like you're 
stumbling because that's what I was really doing. I was stumbling, but I was a little bit organized. Mm -hmm. You know, I began to realize the one thing I noticed was every time the doctors would see her, they would have a book. Mm-hmm. And the book would have everything in there about her medication, doctors and everything. So I decided because it was so much and so many specialists and so many tests and so mm-hmm. much medication, I created a book to one time when, and I carried it with me. So every time we went to the doctor hospital for whatever reason, whether it was an emergency or planned visit, I had the book with me. And one time when we had, I had to take it to emergency, the doctor's like, can I see your book? I promise wow. I'll bring it back because it had her history because uh-huh. they kept asking me the same questions over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it was like, she's on this medication and this is the last thing that happened to her. And this is the last procedure she had. And it was like, look, here are the details. I know sometimes you may not believe me for what I'm, cause I think what did, what made me do that over was one time she took medication and she just passed right out. Mm. And I told the doctor, I said, look, something happened when she took the medication and he was talking to me as if I wasn't in her space. And I'm like, I'm, I'm living with her. She had a visitor. She was fine. She had lunch. She was fine. Soon as she took the medication, she passed out. So it must be the medication. And we found out that the dosage was twice what mm. they should have given her. Mm. So that made me like, you know what? I'm going to start documenting everything because they're not believing me. And so therefore I need documentation. So that started that. Um, And then just because my mom is who she was, she was always prim and proper. And Mm -hmm. Ola, even though she lost all her hair, she still had to have those bands, those bandanas that matched her outfits. Mm -hmm. And so whenever it got to a place where I knew I had to take her to the hospital and I had to get an ambulance, I had that thing down where I had to wash her really quick, make sure she was coordinated to one point. Her slippers matched her shorts, which matched, because that's how she worked. I knew how she was. So you kind of adapt. Um, But there were things I did. I made sure all her medication was portable because I knew they were going to ask me about her medication. So I kept it in a tray. So if I had to grab it, I could just throw it in a bag and run out the door. Okay. Um, I started planning her meals. Because that was another thing. The doctors were always asking, what does she eat? Well, she looks like she's using, losing weight. I said, well, it's not because of what I'm feeding. It's because mm-hmm. of the medication. You know, mm-hmm. having that dialogue sometimes got me frustrated to the point mm-hmm. which made me really organize things. So that's how some of the things, some of the ways that I adapted. And, you know, I think when, when all of us have parents who, have, who still have our parents, I don't know why we're not thinking what, you know, they're 70, 80, mm-hmm. even if they're 60 years old or mm-hmm. 50, anything could happen. But mm-hmm. for some strange reason, the families are not coming together to say, what are we mm-hmm. going to do about mom I mm-hmm. think or dad? And I think there's an assumption that maybe the sisters will do it or maybe the youngest sister will do it or maybe the couple that's married or the one who has the most money. They're all basing everything on assumption but like you said, it can happen very, very unexpectedly. And I know for me, my mother, um, her kitchen had fallen in and she couldn't um, live there anymore. They actually tore, her, tore the house down that she was renting for 40 years. But uh, when she came here to live with me, I, I, was, I went from a shift within 24 hours. My life had changed that quickly because now I was caring for someone 
with no experience to do it and no blueprint to how do you, what's the first step? He had to find her an apartment. Uh, she was frustrated. We were overwhelmed, uh, feeling guilty for being impatient. And it, uh, but if there was a plan years in advance, I said, you know, this for all of us, there's six of us, you do that, I do that, and let's get this thing going. Well, it was more so, you do this and call us. You know, I had to ask people, can you take her from the stock? Can you, can you do this? But I want to have this conversation to avoid so many people who this is going to happen to, and they need to know, like you said, pull the paperwork together. Maybe do it in advance of you your mom or dad even being sick. Right now, go ahead and, and talk to your mother and say, give me copies of your information. I know for myself, we have copies for relatives of our, our our wishes and our financial information and our life insurance. We keep that all together. So here's a folder of the things that that basically it's our uh, it's just a package of explaining everything about us. And so what you're saying is, you know, do that now. Yes, do it now. And like you said, it's, it's great the way you said you have packets for everything because mm -hmm. after all of that happened with my mother, I have an envelope and it has my girlfriend's name on it. Mm -hmm. um, and basically in that envelope, it has everything she needs. It has a list because see now we are associated with so many numbers and right. passwords mm -hmm. and user. I, so that list is in there, but also like, you know, my life insurance and um, medical directives and all of those things are in that folder. And sometimes just having one place, an envelope, whether it's a folder, mm -hmm. an envelope, just having that is really helpful. But like you said, a lot of times we don't have that discussion. And, you know, and what people need to understand is you need to have these conversations while people can still have these conversations. Oh, right, while they can, while they can. And, you know what, you are, you're right, while they can have the conversations, because I went to see my grandmother, and although she's very, very old, she's 102, the late, the social worker is talking to her and asking her about her um, living will. And I'm thinking, lady, look, my mom, she's 102. She's not, you shouldn't be asking her that. Wait until the family shows up yep. mm -hmm. to discuss mm -hmm. the living mm -hmm. will and who makes, mm -hmm. don't discuss that with a 102-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. But those mm -hmm. things, because I, I know family members who um, found out that, uh, maybe somebody in the family was leaving stuff to somebody and they should not have been and they had to go in and, and take care of all mm -hmm. of this mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you know you you can get some shocking surprises at the you funeral can. you can <laughs> you, know you can you can get you can. And, and there are times when i myself as a mother of a um disabled adult i have to really i have to have that stuff ready that's visible so people weren't coming in scrambling through all mm -hmm. these files mm -hmm. and, and we can and we can just we can really make it simple and get it out the way get a folder the things you need to have what what do you, what do you think should be in that folder you mentioned the prescription drugs well i think you the prescription drugs also like your medical director because one of the things i truly appreciate about my mom is that she had all that paperwork laid out so mm -hmm. when it got to the place where her kidneys were starting failing and other organs 
they were coming to me and asking me, well, do you want to do this? And I was like, it clearly states she does not want to be resuscitated. She right. just clear. So that, that took all of that pressure off of me. And mm-hmm. they were like, well, Janet, I'm like, but she wrote it down and I'm right. not going against her wishes. So, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, you know, and even sometimes like for me, a few years ago, I had surgery. So I just made sure, you know, my girlfriend knew, okay, this is, this is, this is the bank. This is this, this is mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, just just in case, not that anything really bad would happen, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe somebody needs to pay a bill for you. Just oh, in the sure, uh huh. And I I have a friend who has um, her family's out of town, and so yeah. for the most parts, you know, as one of her closest friends, she has to talk to her friends. Like we have to have the key to her apartment. Mm-hmm. We can get that mm-hmm. from her, and mm-hmm. she had. I need to have her her son's information we have to have that discussion among friends because it can be yeah. overwhelming it can. trying to because people are like dying but not, they're not getting buried for seven days because people got to pull stuff together to say yeah well, who's their insurance person and mm-hmm. it's just it's not even something that like we said is, is, is talked about or done it's just this chaos it is among <laughs> the family when the person yeah. dies or has to go to a a nursing home and you know people are going back and forth well mom don't want to go to a nursing home so I said, well i ain't what she told me well she could have changed her mind i mean and, and you could true. avoid all and of this true. and the irony is yeah. that everybody should know because you only have one person in your family people can have you can have nine people you better mm-hmm. believe just two of them mm-hmm. may be active in making sure that the person is uh well, and and another side of that is those of us ourselves have to think about what are our wishes. Yes. When we get to the point where we yes. need somebody to care for us. Yes. You know, I have an adult son with autism. I have friends who don't have any kids. Yeah. You know, so and we just it's almost like we're going through life in denial. Mm-hmm. Opposed to saying, I'm gonna take even a day to yep. grab that folder, get mm-hmm. the key things in this mm-hmm. folder, and it's done. And maybe mm-hmm. put a, a, a timeline when it needs to be revised. Things change, my health mm-hmm. change, medication change. Um, people are on Facebook and all these other things. They have, they have passwords. They don't want to keep the Facebook site up, so people are still posting stuff. They're, I know people who have died. People are still posting yeah. on their Facebook. Like, shut that thing down. You know? I know. I know. I see that too. And you know, and also um, one of the things that I did last year was I decided to have all my, you know, listening to your show and everything. I had all of my physicals done, all my exams. And what I did was I, you know, I, I have a product, and everything, all of the test results are in there. And it's mm-hmm. on my refrigerator. And I told my girlfriend, there it is. Because mm-hmm. one of the things she needs to know is iodine and also seafood. I can't, you know, I'm so seafood, iodine, that whole little mixture. Mm-hmm. I can't, and I said, I just want you to know that mm-hmm. just in case. Mm-hmm. So if anybody tries to put a, you know, they want to do some kind of cat scan or something uh-huh. and they want to inject me with iodine, just let them know that sometimes Janet can have an allergic reaction to right. it. Because uh-huh. sometimes I'm, you know, but then also sometimes it's just really, you know, just, you know, having things organized, Mm -hmm. but then also having those conversations with your parents. So in the event, anything happens to them, you can possibly be a co-signer on account because one of the things with my mother and the way she thought, Mm -hmm. 
was when a bill came in, you pay it. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that when those insurance, you know, those insurance things come in, this is not a bill. But she uh-huh. didn't, she, but she saw the number. She started writing checks out and I was looking and I was oh like, okay. God. I was like, okay, mom. I said, this is how we're going to do this. I said, I will continue to let you, you will continue to have control. You will continue to write the checks, but let me, you know, sign the checks, but let me just write them out for you. Let me be your mm-hmm. secretary mm-hmm. and just go through and I'll give you the bill. I'll give you the check and all you got to do is sign it. And that worked out fine. Because it was like, why is your account going down so low? Wow. <laughs> and, so, and they were actually taking the checks, even though she really didn't have insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Every, God. Yeah, she, I mean, everything was covered. Because I said, you're not supposed to pay this. Everything has to work its way mm-hmm. out. You know, you go here, you go there. Everybody's got to get paid. And then whatever's left after that, then you pay. You're paying before you should be paying. So, yeah. Wow. Now, how did, you, how did caregiving change your life? Um, well, it made me, it's interesting. It made me begin to really focus on me a little bit more Mm -hmm. because one of the things I learned is a lot of times the caregiver is the one that really gets sicker than the care Mm -hmm. receiver Mm -hmm. because you're constantly so, um, making sure I took care of myself, but then also it got me really into a point where I was really conscious of time. Mm-hmm. Like there was time, you know, I would get up, I would make sure she was taken care of, made sure she ate, whatever. And then, you know, I went about doing whatever, but it was, it was really like a schedule. It, it, and it changed me to the point where now I look at my own life as a single woman, like, mm-hmm. okay, what do I need to do so that um, things are a little bit more organized so people don't come running through the house trying to look for stuff and pull mm-hmm. up cushions and all uh, this yeah, stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Um do that but then also having conversations like having conversations with my girlfriend like okay this is the folder and this is everything that's in it Mm -hmm. these are the things that are in it this is how everything is laid out Mm because i basically laid out everything then if you need to access my accounts this is what you do these are the people you need to call this is the attorney etc so Mm -hmm. it's really just being proactive Mm -hmm. and it also really kind of looking better at my health too and what i eat and all that kind of stuff you know it it did it did i know my mother she was here for like seven months and i had to do things like finding her an apartment well i had lived in an apartment since 1989 so i didn't know what to do i mean sure you can google stuff but she Mm -hmm. also had she can take advantage of subsidies subsidized Mm -hmm. housing and so it was running around from apartment to apartment and trying to figure out what I think she would like. Mm-hmm. Like this was too secluded. This was closer to stores. So we got really lucky. She got into a place where I, 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 it was the best of the best for her. Mm-hmm. And so it, it made me, I was, I was tired. I'd gained five pounds. Um, <laughs> I had high blood pressure for the first time in my entire life. So it, it was like you're caring for the caregiver. Yeah. And you have, you, we took an office and we turned that into a bedroom. And then we were dealing with her emotionally because she was mm-hmm. crying. Where was she going to live? She's getting old. She didn't want to be uh, a burden to her kids. But things ended up working out. And, but, uh, you know, it is an issue that, temp, quite frankly, is not addressed enough Mm-mm. and the people Mm-mm. when I, when somebody gets to the point when they are caring for their mother or their father or a grandparent or whatever 
when I see them, they're distraught. Oh, all yeah. I, I got to quit my job. Oh, my finances are taking a toll. Oh, mm -hmm. I had to I had to move back to Pittsburgh. I'm here because my parents are old. Mm -hmm. So when they get to that point, it is like, excuse me, they are just so distraught, don't know what to do. And, and you have to stop and think, didn't you know your parents were getting older? Yeah. What were you thinking? And I think that, but I think also, Ola, it's like you have to, one, realize your parents are getting older, but two, even though sometimes, and I know in larger families, it's only one or two people, mm -hmm. but you're going to have to realize it's going to take more than you to right. really take, because, mm -hmm. you know, for me, in order to just remain calm, mm -hmm. I had to have my moments. And I mm -hmm. thank God for my mother's friend and neighbor who would come and spend time with her mm -hmm. while I just even sometimes I just needed to take a walk right um you know granted and and that's another whole thing with caregiving it's like the parent even though they're still the parent but then there's that ro ro role reversal that's one thing we talk we discuss that all the time you are now things have just reversed and you're you are taking <laughs> your and, and your parents they don't want to admit it they don't want to acknowledge it they're, they're still being bossy uh, yep. It's like my grandmother, 102. I was over there. She says, well, I don't need anybody to come to my house. God said, if I can do it myself, go ahead and do it. And then they said, oh, man, the U.S. might have delivered you meals. For what? I didn't God said, if I can cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, oh, my Lord, because you're dealing yeah. with a defiant person yeah. who's yeah. Been so independent for so long. And yeah. that's their attitude. Then you're going crazy because you just simply want them to yeah. just adhere to your requests and keep it going. But if people can do what you said, put together a packet, mm -hmm. the, know the things that they need. I also suggest put together, put in there some of those services that mm -hmm. you can utilize because otherwise when it happens, you'll be running around trying to figure yep. out, Okay, well, who, what kind of home care services are out mm -hmm. there? Uh, mm -hmm. How do I contact Meals on Wheels? What agencies will uh, help me mm -hmm. to me to what I need? Put all of that in the packet. And like you said, yep. delegate to other family members so that they can be responsible for your parents, grandparents, auntie, uncle, or, or whomever, because it's so much. Because you may be sandwiched in between your parents and your kids, you have your job, you're mm -hmm. married, you have commitments on in the community and all of that, and then you end up being ill yourself. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes you really have to, because during that time I took care of my mother, which was a year and a half, I had to stop the business. I had to make a decision. I couldn't do it all. I had to like, you know what, I gotta step back. And you know, it was the best decision I made because I, at that time, I didn't realize that that's all she had left, but yeah, it was, it was too much. And, and again, you need to open up your mouth and ask for help. I mean, I asked people, I, can you sit with her? And of course, then, it, then I would hear her in the living room, you know, who does Janet think she is? She thinks she's my parent. Mm -hmm. I don't need no babysitter. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I can hear you, uh -huh. um, but you know, you got to ask for help because or else you'll get sick. And then Who's going to take, for me, if I got sick, who's going to take care of her? Mm -hmm. So, and but like you said, just pre-preparing for the parents, but then also thinking about your own life. Right. Okay. Care where are you? Mm -hmm. Where are you now? I mean, are you married? Are you single? Do you have children? Do you want your children to really 
take care of you or, you know, have a discussion with them. Like, okay, I, I don't want you to take care of me. So this is what I'm doing. So, you know, just care, being open. Care. Now, are you going to be doing more things in your city to address this? It's such a needed thing. So whatever you're doing, you know, let us know how we can reach you and um, just keep abreast of this excellent talent that you have to organize. So give us your information, the phone number or the, the blog that you're doing, <laughs> the popular podcast you've had for years. So just give us all the honorary okay. and tailored information. <laughs> well, I am, I mean, I am excited, Ola. I'm doing something and it's not necessarily for caregiving, mm -hmm. but it's along those lines. And that'll be in the fall. We're gonna do, I'm gonna have a, a good friend who's also my attorney. We're gonna talk about estate planning. Cause that's okay. the first, that's the first thing. Cause people are, you know, I'm seeing it now. People are leaving here and they're leaving a mess, but mm. people can get um, in touch with me by just going to my website, which okay. is JanetMTaylor.com. Okay. That's Janet, J-A-N-E-T-M as in Marie, Taylor.com, which is the best way to reach out to me. And of course, if you follow me via Twitter or Instagram, I'm organizer Janet, but yeah, but I'm really focused on, the whole life thing beyond this this organizing your house and mm -hmm. things like that just really helping people really get their lives in order yes yeah, so focusing on the whole person on the whole person yeah because i had a client who came to me after several months of taking care of her parent her parents uh her mother passed away and her daughters came to her and said look we do not want to go through the mess and the chaos you went through mm -hmm. and then she said okay jan she said i need you so we just started, we started with our paperwork and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So, yeah. And then that's a good, so anybody out there listening, give her a call because this is an investment that is well worth it. We speak from the experience because it can change your life. It turns your life around when you have that responsibility and all that comes to it. But I can tell you, it can be, much better when you are prepared and you plan because being that my mother no longer lives with me, I still need to get all this stuff together. And this inspires me to get it together because that was a mild case and she's still functioning. What happens if it escalates into another issue where she's actually sick and in need of someone to live with or to care for? So I'm going to have that folder based on what I know and know the importance of it because as I'm getting older, that stress may be too much for me more so than it was the three or four years ago when this, when this took place. So, okay. I am just so happy. I needed to have this conversation and I needed to have it with Janet Taylor, who is the guru. So get her information. I'm sure she will come and speak to your organization. You need her there. Give her a call. Janet, I want to thank you so very much for this insight. Well, thank you so much, um, Ola, for just having me and allowing me to share with your listeners. Thank you, Janet Taylor.